Welcome to the Lisa Wexler Show podcast. Think of it like a magazine or a box of chocolates. You never know what you'll get. From politics to pop culture, healthcare to legal issues, it's all here. And my behind-the-wheel chats are personal observations created especially for you on podcast only. Enjoy. Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free. Or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Finding your perfect home was hard, but thanks to Burrow, furnishing it has never been easier. Burrow's easy to assemble modular sofas and sectionals are made from premium, durable materials, including stain and scratch resistant fabrics. So they're not just comfortable and stylish, they're built to last. Plus, every single Burrow order ships free right to your door. Right now, get 15% off your first order at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's 15% off at burrow.com slash ACAST. And don't touch that dial because we've got an unbelievable show for you today. Joining us a little bit later, Dr. Michael Thompson, one of the most foremost psychologists, educators on the subject of raising boys, the author of the best-selling book, Raising Cain, Rabbi Yehuda Cantor, joining us in the next hour to talk about local efforts to combat anti-Semitism. Andrea Ozick on, who was an organizer, one of the organizers of the protests against the uh, monopoles that are intended to go up throughout Fairfield by United Illuminating. And joining us right now is Bill Bloss, who is the attorney credited, rightfully so, with the win, Judge Richard Clark ruling in a 37-page decision, which I read, uh, uh, that emphatically agreeing with Mr. Bloss's client and Mr. Bloss's argument uh, with respect to ballot stuffing fraud in the Democratic primary. He joins us right now to give us his thoughts about the decision itself. Bill Bloss from Koskoff, Koskoff and Beter. Congratulations on your litigated victory. Congratulations. Well, well, thanks. It was, you know, it's a victory really for democracy. It's a victory for the rule of law. It's a victory for for candidates who play by the rules. So tell us, uh, Bill, if you if you would, how would you encapsulate the legal argument, the the reason that Judge Richard Clark decided what he decided? Uh, Yeah, William Clark, by the way. William, pardon uh, me. uh, Yeah, yeah, that's okay. That's okay. Whose dad, whose dad, interestingly, was also a superior court judge and a very, very good one uh, in the New Haven area. But uh, uh, Judge Clark uh, apply the right standard. The standard is whether there is is there significant evidence of a violation of election laws, and if so, is the result of the election or primary in this case uh, reasonably in doubt? That's all. That's that's it's it's a it's a high standard, but it's not a standard that we had to come in and prove that there were a specific number of of uh, improperly counted ballots or that that uh, uh, that there was uh, an exact uh, an exact count of the improperly cast ballots. Uh, And and I think really based with the video evidence in particular, uh, I that was compelling. He he described in his opinion 
that he was shocked by what he saw on the video. And, and he's been doing this for a while. He's a, he's an experienced lawyer and experienced judge. Um, I think, I think, I think everybody who looked at the videos was shocked with the exception apparently of, uh, the Bridgeport town clerk and the Bridgeport democratic registrar voters who continued to, to defend the case. So and well, so there's a couple of elements of this, and I really would like our public to ed- to be educated on this. One of the finer points is the Fifth Amendment itself, and the Fifth Amendment, our right to not incriminate ourselves, was taken by two of the important witnesses here, Miss Martinez and uh, Miss Peter uh, Peter. Gataki, is that the way we pronounce her name? And Jeter Pataki. Jeter Pataki, thank you. And these these two women decided that they did not want to testify about some of the facts here because they didn't want to incriminate themselves. Now, uh, Bill Bloss, why don't you explain the inference that a judge is allowed to make when that happens and, in fact, made in the case? Sure. The the Fifth Amendment protects. Uh, the use of of, uh, of of evidence against somebody from their own mouth uh, that they have a right to refuse to testify if they uh, if an answer if a truthful answer would tend to incriminate them. When I asked them, was is that you putting ballots that did not belong to you in the absentee into the drop box? They both asserted through counsel their Fifth Amendment right. Just because you have a right not to incriminate yourself, however, doesn't mean that in a civil case like this, a lawsuit, uh, doesn't mean that, that, that your, an- your answer that you have, are going to refuse to testify uh, cannot be used as evidence, and particularly against somebody who you are uh, in, in, in loyal to, if you, if you will. It can, and, and there was evidence from many, there were several witnesses that both of them were uh, partisans within the Ganem uh, campaign and were were uh, essentially uh, working for his reelection. So where there where there is a a, uh, a, a that kind of a union, where is that kind of uh, acting uh, in support of of a party to a lawsuit? A judge is ent- or a jury, frankly, is entitled to uh, infer that a truthful answer would have been unhelpful to to that party. So uh, it, it's a, it's not unusual at all for the Fifth Amendment to, to uh, the assertion of the Fifth Amendment to be used as evidence in a civil case. I will tell you that, you know, I've been doing this for 39 years. I have never had back-to-back witnesses in a civil trial take the fifth. It's uh, it's it is a bit unusual. Yes. And so and so basically, Judge Clark said, I am going to draw an adverse inference from this. In other words, I'm going to infer that had they spoken, that they would have had admitted essentially what I saw in front of my own eyes. It's basically what he what he said. Right. Well, that's exactly what he said. Sure. (laughs) Yeah. That that. uh, Yeah. uh, yeah, uh, and, And he didn't. He didn't. That's not a new principle. I mean, that that is uh, that has been the law in Connecticut for decades. And so he, he was following a, a very uh, clearly established route to make that inference. It, you know, and, and, and the, the constitutional right against self-incrimination protects a witnesses words from being used against her in a criminal trial. But it does not say that the the decision to assert that privilege cannot be used as evidence in a civil trial.
Yeah. Bill Bloss, I just wanted you to explain that because I thought that was that's that's a finer point of law that I think most people may not realize. So I just wanted to have you get into that a little bit. We're chatting with Bill Bloss sure. of Koskoff, Koskoff and Beter. And uh, Bill represented the John Gomes campaign in asserting that there was a lot of ballot stuffing. One of the first things that Judge Clark says is that Connecticut has a law that says that if you're going to collect more than five absentee ballots, you need to register as such with presumably, I don't know, the town clerk, somebody. Uh, what did we learn about that? What, what, what did we learn about collecting absentee ballots that you think everybody needs to know? Well, it, 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 the, the threshold issue is the absentee ballot applications because it, it is a two-step process. First, you have to apply for an absentee ballot the application has to get to the town clerk, and then the town clerk sends out the absentee ballot to the voter who has to return it. The, so the, 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 the place, the, 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 the point where the process starts to break down, actually, is at the application process, because there, were, there was evidence that people uh, took out and circulated up hundreds of applications without registering with the town clerk as they're, as they're supposed to. Oh. The other thing we found, yeah, the other thing we found out is that the, the, many of the applications were actually uh, uh, signed by the voter in June of 2023. They were not turned into the town clerk until August of 2023, even though the statute says that anybody with an application has to turn it in forthwith upon upon signing. So it, what we think is going on is that, that this is really part of a of an orchestrated, uh, concerted uh, uh, effort to uh, keep track of absentee ballots, know when they're going to hit people's mailboxes, so they can go back and and collect them from the the actual ballots, collect them from people. It, it is a it is a an, I, I think the evidence showed that it was a highly organized uh, effort. Some of the precincts, we did a, a pretty detailed breakdown of the percentage of people that voted by absentee ballot in some precincts where the the, uh, the effort seemed to be centered. And, and upwards of 80% of people in some precincts voted by absentee ballot and as few as 5% in other precincts did. So it's it's hard to come to any other conclusion than there was a a an orchestrated uh, ballot harvesting scheme. I guess the million dollar question for the general election is going to be whether the people that are used to voting by absentee ballot in this way will actually show up on Tuesday to the polling place. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Finding your perfect home was hard, but thanks to Burrow, furnishing it has never been easier. Burrow's easy-to-assemble modular sofas and sectionals are made from premium, durable materials, including stain and scratch-resistant fabrics. So they're not just comfortable and stylish, they're built to last. Plus, every single Burrow order ships free right to your door. 
Right now, get 15% off your first order at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's 15% off at burrow.com slash ACAST. Yeah, good question. Uh, don't know. Uh, I think that the data that we've got, uh, at least I've seen some media reports that say that the number of absentee ballots that's, that have been returned so far for the general on Tuesday is significantly lower than typical for Bridgeport. Uh, like, I think there was a report yesterday that said 1,200 ballots had been turned in. And just for the primary in September, there were t- over 2,600 turned in. So, you know, with a larger electorate between the unaffiliateds and the Republicans and the Democrats, uh, I, would ex- I, would, if, I would expect more uh, at this point uh, based on past practices. But, you know, it also may be, I, I, we don't know. It, it could be that they're all going to come in Monday. And that's, that's possible. Well, that begs the question, will the Gomes campaign be looking at the implementation of absentee ballots in the general election as well? Well, it depends on what happens. It depends on what the evidence is. You know, I've, I've uh, you know, lawyers, lawyers depend on evidence and, and, uh, you know, some people have asked me, well, what's the difference between this case and and, you know, other claims of, of uh, ballot fraud in other places, you know, in the presidential election or in, in other elections? And the difference is there's evidence here. Uh, there there was uh, uh, between the videos and between the 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 just impossibility of the numbers adding up, the number of people using drop boxes compared to the number of ballots that came in through bot drop boxes. They just weren't equivalent. So, you know, we had evidence uh, and and some of maybe some other cases didn't. I don't know. But what happens in the general? Will will we be keeping an eye on things? Sure. To the extent we can. And we'll see what the evidence shows. Uh, Bill Bloss, on Tuesday, there's going to be general election. Uh, The public is being urged to show up and vote. What we've been told is that if John Gomes wins, then the impact of Judge Clark's decision becomes really moot because there's no reason to repeat an election if, in fact, John Gomes wins the general. Can you confirm that? Well, right. That's what I believe, uh, yes, because what, what, what the case was looking for is a chance for, for John Gomes to run on the Democratic line for mayor, which is obviously an advantageous uh, position. Uh, compared to um, an, uh, um, the independent party line. However, if he wins on the independent party line, he he would have received all the, the relief that he could have obtained through running on the Democratic line for mayor. So I, I, I firmly believe that the case is over uh, if, if he wins on Tuesday. And, uh, and if, if anybody, anybody else wins? Right. If anybody else wins, then yeah. then what? Then a new primary. A new primary new followed primary. by a new general election, correct? It, well, if Gomes wins the new primary, a new primary, uh, then there would be a new general election, yes. Oh, If Gannon won see. a new primary, there would not be a new general election, I uh, believe. I hear you, because then he would have retained the ability to have run on the D, so there would be no reason to redo a general, theoretically. That's what you're saying. Right, right. Right. Yeah, and listen, okay. you know, I I will a hundred percent concede that this is a, a less than ideal situation. It's a, it is it can be confusing. I get it, 
But we're here for for two reasons, really. One is because the legislature compressed the the schedule between the primary dates and uh, and the general election dates. Uh, they it used, primaries used to be in August. In August, now they're in September. Yep. Yeah. And so the legislature wanted to compress those dates. Well, it, when they did that, they made they they put us in this p- potential position. But more importantly, the reason that we're here, the reason that we're faced with this, you know, less than ideal situation. It's because one campaign had a ballot har- harvesting operation and, and it, that it was a violation of state law. So the, 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 the fault, if, if you will, the cause of why we're here is what Judge Clark found was a shocking evidence, was shocking evidence of ballot harvesting. That's why. Now, just question, Bill Bloss, before I let you go, you have, you have emphasized to us that this was a civil proceeding and this was about the redoing of a primary. What, if anything, in your view as an attorney, flows from the findings and the evidence in the civil proceeding in terms of a criminal proceeding? Is there one? Well, there, I, I, would, I don't know what the, what the chief state's attorney's office or anybody else is doing in terms of investigating it. Uh, I would fully expect that they have uh, looked at the exhibits that we marked, for example, the, the 20 minutes worth of video clips from the 2100 hours of video surveillance that we reviewed that shows ballot, what I believe shows ballot harvesting and what Judge Clark believes showed ballot harvesting. I would not be shocked if somebody at the chief state's attorney's office has reviewed that video. Uh, I would not be shocked if somebody at the chief state's attorney's office is going to compare uh, uh, signatures on voter cards with signatures on absentee ballot applications and signatures on the absentee ballot envelopes themselves. I w- that wouldn't surprise me. But there's, there's a lot of evidence out there. And, and you know, we found some of it in, in the abbreviated streamlined proceeding that we were involved in. But, you know, I don't have the power to get a search warrant. I don't have the power of a grand jury. Uh, and, and we were under, you know, huge time constraints. So some, an investigative agency with more time and more investigative authority, I think has got plenty to look at, and I hope they do. Bill Bloss, Koskoff, Koskoff, and Beter representing the Gomes campaign. We wanted to thank you very much for coming on today and explaining Judge Clark's decision and the impact on voters. Thank you very much. Sure, my pleasure. Pleasure for me. We're going to be right back with one of the foremost educators, psychologists, and specifically discussing the emotional reality, the emotional importance of raising our boys in America. Dr. Michael Thompson will be right with us. Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Subtle results. Still you, but with fewer lines. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, is a prescription medicine used to temporarily make moderate to severe frown lines, crow's feet, and forehead lines look better in adults. 
Effects of Botox Cosmetic may spread hours to weeks after injection, causing serious symptoms. Alert your doctor right away as difficulties swallowing, speaking, breathing, eye problems, or muscle weakness may be a sign of a life-threatening condition. Patients with these conditions before injection are at highest risk. Don't receive Botox Cosmetic if you have a skin infection. Side effects may include allergic reactions, injection site pain, headache, eyebrow and eyelid drooping, and eyelid swelling. Allergic reactions can include rash, welts, asthma symptoms, and dizziness. Tell your doctor about medical history, muscle or nerve conditions, including ALS or Lou Gehrig's disease, myasthenia gravis, or Lambert-Eaton syndrome and medications, including botulinum toxins, as these may increase the risk of serious side effects. For full safety information, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. See for yourself at BotoxCosmetic.com. Thank you for listening. If you liked what you heard, please share it with your friends. And as always, feel free to contact me at Lisa at LisaWexler.com.